It's been a long time. Oh, it's been a long time, man. Lane's got Sebo there, and he did. Oh, we got a pass away, Dennis Douglas got a better score. Oh, the defense ever, and Sebo. And he got a ball of Majors, he got his way for another one. Oh, Ferguson has got a black mark in the Monday. The first try, the first goal, the first field goal. And what a try. Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Hey, hey, hey. And Ham. Howdy ho. And we are back for regular uh, programming. Uh, now that football will be, yes, by the time you're <laughs> listening to this, one sleep away. Um, so let's jump into it. We won't have uh, the lower grade previews or reviews, uh, obviously. And hands, it'll just be truncated <laughs> to NRL. But let's jump into some news. So the revised draw dropped last week on the 21st of May. Um, low down, we play Manly twice, Bulldogs twice, Panthers, Broncos, and Wests Tigers twice. And uh, having said that, we don't have to play anybody from last year's top four twice, which is a bit of a blessing. But um, those I mean, sort of strength of schedule it's things. Also, are it's also going to be noted that the Eels aren't going to play the best team in the competition at all this year. So, I mean, that's how the draw balances itself out, yeah, right? are not playing the team correct. currently. Yeah. So. Disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, I never read too much into that uh, strength of schedule because you know if it you looked at so strength much of year, schedule yeah. last year, yeah. Manly and Eels ended up fifth and sixth, and you know were fifteenth and sixteenth the year before. That's so. right. The NRL is so volatile when it comes to year to year strength of schedule, so you got to be careful when you start putting too much priority into that sort of snarm figure. And day by day breakdown, we've got five Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games, so an even break across them all. Having already played two of those prime, matches, though, prime time eels though got a few um few more prime time games if they reschedule. Yeah, just on that prime time, Ricky, you know, having a big whinge. <laughs> I think if you if, if somebody run the stats on viewership for per team, um, my understanding is Paramount is right up there. So it's not some conspiracy not to have some teams on uh, prime time viewing. It's just they don't rate. So yeah, um, and that's for you got to consider with the TV broadcast rights. There is a big say from the broadcasters because they're in the business of making money as much as um you know balancing the draw out as far as prime time games for every club. Yeah, it's similar like in NFL. If if you're not doing well and you're you're not a well supported team, you're not going to get that Thursday, yeah, um, Sunday night or Monday night game. Exactly. Another um, thing with the draw. Um, sorry to butt in. Uh, I believe this is the only weekend where we travel interstate thus far. Correct. We'll have at least I think until round nine, we'll be playing in Sydney, um, and then after that, once they release the venues for the the balance of the draw, we'll figure out how much travelling we've got to do. Even looking at it now, the only, you know, pending on open opening borders and everything will be the Warriors in round 17, but that's looking unlikely that we'll play in New Zealand. So, you know, only travelling interstate once is huge. I mean, there's no excuses for Parramatta as far as the draw is concerned in that respect, is there? You know, they've got to get business done now. And you no know, guffer came out to words of that effect, didn't you? Yeah, very sensationalist headline to what the <laughs> quote actually said. <laughs> Um, but that's just the regular. Um, all right, on to some signing news. Jai Field has secured a development contract with the Eels. That's all official now. We we assumed that was going to be the case after he trialled um, for us. And his role now um, seems to be more of a utility, half fullback, 
slash hooking. He's he's done a bit of hooking. Is that correct? Yeah, he's been pretty much everywhere at training. I think he's been fullback, five eighth, and um, in dummy half. So I suppose like given it. given how light we are at dummy half, it's not surprising. Let's see if they can engineer some sort of you know depth there between him and Stony. But yeah, and- um, good to see him get the upgrade. And on that, uh, Parramatta Eels general manager of football, Mark O'Neill, said, quote, we are excited to add Jai to our playing roster as he has been very impressive during his time at the Eels. Jai has enormous talent. He brings depth to our back line and he already has first grade experience. Also like to wish Ethan all the best in his future endeavours. Future endeavours. We're the WWE now. <laughs> yeah, Paul Paradise um, uh, is off and there might be an opening over at the Sharks for a, a centre. Yeah. <laughs> Then again, there are a few pipelines like Manly and the West Tigers that love to dig up a ex-Paramatta Eel, so I'm sure Parry will find his services in demand somewhere. But real shame that he couldn't kick on at Parramatta because, as Ham can attest to, he was one of our most exciting juniors for quite some time. Had a bad leg break a few years back that set him back pretty significantly, and then after that, just you know, couldn't quite you know get himself into the right mindset to push for the NRL. Uh, and that's you know the the big part of the junior evaluation process that we as fans don't get to see, and that's what the club you know have to um, decide is what they see at training and off the field. It looks like it just wasn't quite there for us. It, um, hopefully it works out for him. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, uh, he, really, really good uh, quality outside back. Got great measurables as far as his um, athleticism and size is concerned and is a real aerial threat. <clears throat> but, you know, just might might be a little bit like um, another eel that came home in Ryan Madison that, you know, Need to go away yeah, from change your clubs. Change your clubs. That's right. And um, just you know, go see the other side of the grass and see if that gets you in the right mindset. Yeah, sometimes a change can really help you sort of blossom. Yep. And yes, no ill will to to the paradise. No, um, not hopefully at all. he kicks on somewhere else. That's right. You want to see him succeed. It makes you think, right? When Jenko eventually hangs up the boots, who are we going to be bringing in the junior, or we're going to go hit the free agency? Well, like, that's that's a big question. Whether is- they they think someone like William Penasini can do the job coming through in a couple of years. Or if they're going to go about out. Hayes Dunster, given he's in our top thirty. Yeah, moment. Hayes is an interesting one because I think he's more of a specialist winger. But he could, you know, you never know if a bit of the development he could go to the centres. But yeah, that'll be. I think what what are we were talking about in Discord the other day it was sort of uh, specialist edge back row, uh, centre, and probably hooker or our depending German on that. Salmon potentially if he wants to shift to yeah, centre. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that seems to be at least. Uh, uh, Jennings is signed this year and next year. Is that right? Yeah, Jennings got another year left in his deal. He went for two years. And know. the great ghost after, you know, last year <laughs> and the beginning of this year, um, we'll see if he can kick on four for both of those seasons. Um, all right, so we can confirm our squad list to restart. Um, it's got 28 players in the top grade and two in dev, um, which seems a bit different because I thought you could have six in dev and 30 all pl- players all up, but it may be with this uh, changed arrangement Um to come and deal with COVID-19 that they've reduced the players. Uh, but just confirming that squad list, it's Daniel Alvaro, Wonga Blake, Dill Brown, Nathan Brown, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Andrew Davey, and there's a spelling error here, Raice Davies, which I think they mean Reese. R-Y-H-S. Hayes Dunstar, Kane Evans, Blake Ferguson, David Gower, Clint Gutherson, George Jennings, Michael Jennings, Oregon Kafusi, Sean Lane, Reed Marnie, Ryan Madison, Mitch Moses, Miranda Nekore, Junior Paulo, German Salmon, Maker Sebo, Will Smith, Ray Stone, Brad Takarangi, Penny Terapo, and Stefano Utukumanu. And then the two dev contracts are Jai Field and Watson Haleda. Jai has played, what, about 12 games for the Dragons over the last three or four years? Sounds about right. Yeah. He was a breakout star in the nines a couple of years ago, I think 2017. Yeah. Yeah, the year after Bev had his big year at the Nines, it was Jyfield the next year. That's right. So Bev was 2016. And then, um, was that right? 2016 or 2015? 
2016 was that the year that we won it in the preseason? Is that right? That, that does sound yes. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, the other and the other big winner, I suppose, when you mentioned that is. Uh, Watson Huerta, who, much like Reed Marnie, had a serious injury in the pre. Well, his, his was in the preseason, and then Marnie's was in round two. But um, he'll be back, uh, eligible for selection now. I'd say. Position is he? Does he play? He plays centre and wing for us in the preseason. Oh, so in, out goes Parry. In comes Watson. I like it. Well, yeah. Well, as far as yeah, immediate depth. Yeah, we got now. We've got Salmon and um yeah. and Huerta to uh, cover that position for sure. Because Parry was uh, starting um, centre for NEA. Uh, yes, correct. All right, and then on to some sad news um, on the Eels website. Ja- uh, Vale John Healy, um, Order of Australia medalist, um, who was conditioner and trainer for the Eels in the 1976 and 77 grand finals alongside legendary coach Terry Fernley. Um, part of that coaching regime that took the Eels to their first two grand finals, which were unfortunate losses. Um, but uh, his passing came um, not long ago and if you want some more info you can get it uh, there'll be a link in the show notes all right on to the next bit of news is new south wales rugby league they've got an update to their community competitions which sees at least the um group group rugby league returning in um regional areas uh, there seems to be some sort of indication that it may return um, for some other competitions, like they've got here Parramatta Senior Comps returning on 18 July. I don't exactly know what Senior Comps entails, um, but we'll keep you posted on that as to whether we might have, you know, some other competitions as opposed to having none um, at this point in time. Um, so the announcement follows a decision by New South Wales RL board last month to work towards a plan to restart community football and other abbreviated senior competitions statewide from 18 July 2020, subject to the existing government advice available at the time. So potentially we could have some um, feeder rugby league to go with the uh, National Rugby League competition. Which would be pretty huge, yeah. because you know, they were looking at um, expand, or extending the under-16s, 18s and 20s to... 17s, 19s, and 21s. So, you know, even if they get half a season in, that's much more um, than they would have this year than they were planning to. And, you know, just keeping um, players fit that aren't playing first grade. You know, uh, Anthony Seabold was sort of laughed off by uh, rugby league media saying that he's going to look at a rotation system. But when you don't have that... Yeah, um, exactly. Kind of it's it's not, not exactly so. laughable, is it, when you, when you put it that way? Yeah, you know, you've got to have... You can get an injury at any time and get a suspension at any time, especially his club. Um, <laughs> you know, you want you want those players to be playing. And, you know, even if they get two games out of every in three months, that's still two more games than they would have played because there is no... Then, in positive news, Reid Marnie is set to start in round three Ooh. return, overcoming a foot injury. So an eight-week injury and he returns. For, uh, he suffered in round two and he returns in round three. What a, a superstar. What a... He's superhuman. Supernatural. John C- he's literally John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, in the wrestling world, um, John Cena's a bit of an anomaly. When he uh, goes out with injury, expects him to be out for months, like say six months, he usually comes back in four. So, yeah, he really is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't um, Rapina did that last year? He was meant to be out for like 16 weeks and came back in eight or something like that. That does ring um, a bell, yeah. He did have a, a big recovery, I think, yeah. All right, so on to the preview then for our Thursday night clash against the Broncos taking place on Thursday the 28th of May, round three, Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane, at 7.50pm, streamed on, or sorry, broadcast on Channel 9, KO, Foxtel, and Live Pass, plus local uh, radio listening 
listings if you can't get in front of the telly. Um, so for the Broncos, let's get their team list up, which we'll see at fullback. Jermaine Asako on the wings, Corey Oates and Jesse Arthurs at centre, Tony Staggs and Darius Boyd. Five-eighth and halfback are Anthony Milford and Brodie Croft, respectively. And in the forwards, Thomas Flegler and Payne Haas, Jake Turpin in at hooker. And then captain in the second row is Alex Glenn, Jamil Hopawati on the other second row position, and Patrick Carrigan locking it all out. The interchange is Herbie Farnworth, Joe Offerhand-Gowie, Reese Kennedy, Ethan Bullimore, and then the reserves, Tessie Neal and Xavier Coates, Tom Dearden, and Matt Lodge. We expect Matt Lodge to come back into that starting team. All right, for the Eels, we've got at fullback and captain Clint Gutherson. The wings is Maker Sebo and Blake Ferguson. Centres Michael Jennings and Wonga Blake. Dill Brown, Mitch Moses in the halves. Then in the forwards, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo starting. Reed Marty at nine. Second row is Sean Lane, Ryan Madison. Locke Marana Neakore taking four. Nathan Brown, who is out with a two-game suspension. Interchange bench, Brad Takarangi, Ray Stone, Kane Evans, Penny Terrapo. And then the extended bench is Oregon Kafusi, George Jennings, Jamin Salmon, David Gower. And then our match officials, Jared Sutton, one referee. Then touch judge, Belinda Sharp and Phil Henderson. And a familiar name in the the video referee box, Bo Scott. Hey, big bad Bo. Is that his first time he's um first time he's a uh, video ref for us? I think he did this uh, against Titans. Yeah, oh, he did a couple last year. There you go. So, um, so Al, how we're running out? Did you like that switch of Murata into Locke uh, to replace Nathan Brown? That's who I was tipping and who I, I hope to be there. Yeah, that seemed to be the most straightforward replacement, didn't it? I suppose the only other question was whether they wanted to play if they value Murata on edge more than a Locke, and then they could have done a switch around with someone like Madison, maybe, but. Um, or Sean Lane, who spent a little bit of time in the middle as part of a, a rotation they do sometimes. But no, it was a most straightforward change. And um, Murata certainly earned his shot uh, as far as his form in the first few couple of rounds. So no dramas for me. The, the only sort of thing that I think we'll miss uh, between Brownie and Murata, because both lead the line in defence, both you know willing in attack. It's just that bit of ball playing from mm-hmm. Brownie in the middle. I think you know you know they can be made up with Junior and uh, RCG. They're decent ball players, but. Brownie's soft hands, you know, he's, he's basically a third half in the middle there. So he's like what, be what Joseph Paul was, there. but actually good, right? That sort of middle yeah, half. Exactly. <laughs> you know, ran hard. Um, but you know, that might that might uh allow Dylan to step up as a ball player. You know, we've seen what he can do running the ball. Uh, maybe if he gets it a bit closer to the ruck, it'll open him up and he, you know, he can get a fire the ball out to Gutho or Sivo or um yeah, so that's sort of my only worry about with Murata starting, but Outside of him, like, you know, you're not going to have that ball player unless you do put a Madison there or even a Takarangi. Yeah, I agree with Ham. Like, um, you're not going to see Murata. Like, if you look back at the Gold Coast match where the try of Moses scored, like, Nathan Brown set that up. So um, you're not going to see much ball playing, but I look at it, we, we look a bit bigger. You know, even if it's just one one additional, you know, one substitution. Murata's a, bit, a bigger body, so, you know, this game, because it's the first game back, we might just be like exactly like the Bulldogs where we just, like 60 minutes, just grind them out, you know, just... Well, uh, I think our bench speaks towards that too, isn't it? We're going to sort of uh, play a bit of smash mouth footy in the first half with Murata and um, Reg and Junior, you know, sort of punching up the guts. And then with Tacker on the bench as long as well as Ray Stone, they've got a bit more flexibility. Now they want to play the second stanza. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to ask, what are your thoughts on, will Raymond Stone replace Murata at lock at some point? Or do you shift Ryan Madison and then potentially put Tacker on an edge? I- 
or is there just flexibility depending on what the game is turning out like? I feel like Stoney, unfortunately, is probably going to ride the bench just in relief of Reed as far as how far Reed can go with his first game because everyone's going to be lacking match fitness, even uh, outside of Reed who's coming back from the injury. No one's played any football for nearly three months now. But uh, yeah, so I think Tack is probably going to be, of the two, Tack would see more minutes of general play, whereas Reed will be there, or uh, Reed, Stoney will be there for cover for Reed purely. I'm more interested to see what, what like Penny's named at 17, but I'd I'd much prefer Fushi got a, a gig. But like um, other than that, like I don't I don't I don't understand the whole Takarangi and um, Stone like why you have both long on because when Takarangi coming on, he's not coming on as a forward. Say like he's not you know he's going to be running it like he's he look more like a play. So I think a bit puzzled there. I like, think that I wouldn't be surprised if BA leans on Junior and Reg for pretty big minutes in the front row. He seems pretty happy to rely on them based on what we saw in the preseason and even during the first couple of rounds. They're definitely like the two premier props in this team now with all the other guys sort of playing a distant sort of second and third fiddle. Well, that's the thing. Even, you know, you talk about Raystone being a um, change for Marnie. Tacker even could replace Murata later on and he could bring that ball. Yeah, exactly. You get that With those two on the bench, it gives them the flexibility. If they want to open up the ball playing in the, like after the opening exchanges, they can use Tacker that way. And I suppose Stone, if he isn't used purely as a uh, cover for Arnie, can also bring a bit more hard-nosed footy too if I want to leverage that instead. Oh, for sure you don't. You don't think of someone like Ray Stone as an impact player, but if you bring him on in the last 10, 15 minutes or so... He can, he can gouge. We, we saw, we've saw we seen it in the, in the little opportunities he's got. When he comes in late in the game, he can gouge out those 12-metre-plus runs because everyone's fatigued and he's full of energy and plays hard. And, um, yeah, and on top also of that, just like... He's not going to let you down defensively. No. He's going to chop everyone down and chase after everything. So, you know, in, in that way, he's an impact player. If you just, you know, if you want to hold on to a lead, you can put him on and not have to worry. Whereas Taka, you know, if you're leading by four points, that's why I don't think we played him in the dogs game because you're up by six. You're not going to bring Taka on. He's, he's a player either to try and get back a, a win or, you know, to win to further. Put the foot, put the foot so, down further when you've already got that established lead, yeah. Yeah, whereas Stoney, I reckon you can chuck him on 10, 15 minutes and he'll play his guts out. He'll play and he'll make it look like he played for 80. Yeah. And with Raymond, you know, he'll be fired up. I think it was against yeah. the Broncos. Last year. Back at Bankwest last year. Yeah. Took exception to a late try. Broncos wanted to get a revenge for 58 nil, but I reckon Stoney would want revenge on Milford for um, <laughs> that illegal. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, that unfortunately put an end to his season, didn't it, last year when he was sort of, sort of got himself into the mix. It wore that. Was it a kick chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Milford entangled himself rather dubiously with Stoney, and it ended up doing a medial knee, I think it was, and that you know put the icing for what could have been a breakthrough season for Stoney. Yes, very much so. And then um, other areas where I think we should be able to get them is the back line. I think uh, for the Broncos, uh, Jermaine Sarko's only had a couple of games at fullback whilst looking promising. Uh, still, it's only a couple of games, and we've said in our game companions recently, Corey Oates <laughs> seems to like to have a Barry Crocker against us every time he comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tony Stagg's defence can be exploited. Uh, Darry B, you know, he's a uh, much less than he used to be. Yeah, they got pretty, they got a bit of striking that back, that back line, but they're definitely exploitable defensively, aren't they? Yes, um, but then their forward pack. I know there's a couple of uh, names that. Won't seem so familiar, but they're, they're very highly rated, some of those players that are coming through, especially uh, Flegler and Carrigan. And then I've heard things about uh, Reese Kennedy as well. Uh, I think Ethan Bullmore will probably be the person to drop off the bench in favour of Matt Lodge. Um, and Herbie Farmworth, he's an outside back, isn't he? That's right. 
He's also, I hope they call him the professor. But um, <laughs> yeah, for any future Rama fans out there. <laughs> yes. Um, but we'll see if they want to ride with a uh, outside back on the bench uh, well, when it gets to game time. Speaking of crazy turns and twists in 2020, Jamil Hopawade starting in the back row. Yeah, like, a bit crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, once upon a time, he was a blue-chip Manly prospect that became a blue-chip Parramatta prospect, and then he sort of just dropped out of the game due to a number of indiscretions off the field. And um, after Did spending, he serve time inside, or I was believe, that I another Hopawade? I believe he might have spent a bit of time in the penitentiary, yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, because he um, did some standover work, I think. Yeah, standover work and uh, NRL players name a more iconic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm, if well, I'm not I mistaken, I was, I was not... reading our old coach's uh, biography, and he used to be an old standover man back in the day. Uh, our premiership winning coach, sorry, yeah. not not Brad Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't but, be surprised. <laughs> he's got the intensity, I suppose. <laughs> but um, yes, so I mean, kudos to him for walking the long road because he spent a lot of time in the the Queensland Cup or the Intra Super Cup as it's, I think it's called and um, you know now he gets a chance because of a number of suspensions and injuries at the Broncos Alright did we have anything else that we wanted to preview um, for that or does that about wrap up I mean you know we got to open the season twice in one year which I don't think has ever been done before so it's a cool bit of history for us and it's going to be interesting to see psychologically how the two teams uh, come out at this both from a perspective that they're both undefeated in 2020 so they've got plenty to play for and then based on their last meeting, as you mentioned before, Hamish, that, you know, we put 58-0 on them in a finals game, which is a record. So did, can the Eels exploit that psychologically or will the Broncos be able to bounce back from that? And playing up at Suncorp, whilst there isn't a crowd, um, it's been a happy hunting ground for the Broncos for a long time, but we've caused a couple of upsets yeah, up we've, there. Yeah, we've played some good footy at Suncorp, so, yeah. We, um, it's a pretty good game to open the season, I think, or reopen the season. And just remembering that, Given the boys, they only had two games under their belt before, what is it, seven or eight weeks off, um, you're not going to be seeing finals footy at this point. No, no. <laughs> so I look forward to the social media meltdown when um, you know, be... both teams aren't at and their peak. The, the neutrals on Reddit putting the shit into both teams that don't look like finals contenders and whatnot. It's just, you can you can see the comments coming from now, can't you? Fans from both yes. teams saying, you know, we suck or they suck, and then neutrals going, both teams suck. So just be glad the footy's back on. Whew. Very much so. Um, all right, well, I think that'll wrap up the preview. Uh, now we can do a couple of predictions. Birdie, first try score, final score, and anything else you want to wrap in? Yeah, um, I think first try score will be Marada. Hey, uh, I honestly think this would be a close game, maybe like 8-12, 8-14. Just because um, we, we, we are the most experienced team. I just feel as though um, the likes of Virgo, Guffo, um, they're going to like carry us. Just, just you know, um, keep Broncos' um, you know, arm test, close out the match because... Um, yeah. Look, it can go two ways. It's either we're going to smash them or it's going to be we'll take care of them. But, yeah, they've got no experience in the Broncos. You know, like you look at the team, what, Boyd, Milford, like a lot of experience, especially with McCulloch gone. So, yeah, they, they are very light in experience. It's a good point, Birdie. Surely. Like, and look, unless, look, if they're going to beat us, Broncos, it's going to be back off Payne Haas. Yeah, other than that, um, yeah, in close. Ham? Um, first try scorer, I'm going to go Wunga Blake. He was searching for it um, round two. He really wanted it and, so I reckon he'll crack it. I reckon he'll get a double. Uh, he was fiending for a try against him in that 58-0 win as oh well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that companion thing we did, just you could see him come so close so many times. Um, and a score, Parramatta 38, Bronco 8. How's okay, that? 40. I'm going to back the uh, the returning man from injury to get over first, a little uh, bar over or a support run from Reed Marnie to score the first try. And um, I think I'll go for 24-10 Parramatta winning up at Suncorp. 
and I've got Fergie Ferg uh, back from injury, fired up, ready to go. Um, hopefully no long uh, leg sleeve on his leg uh, at this point. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I've got a close game as well, 18-16 Eels. And uh, Mitch Moses to continue on his 100% goal kicking so far this season. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. Um, short podcast because we don't have uh, yeah, the no, juniors. No previews this week or for the rest of the season, potentially. Yes, that's exactly so right. So they might be a bit um, shorter. Um, but we'll look at doing a game companion as well. Um, I'll scope out you guys off. off yeah, yeah, of course. Off radio. Off radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for the Para Podcast um, on this week. Uh, football's back. Enjoy it this Thursday. And um, fingers crossed for a win against the Broncos. Cheers, boys. Good to be back. Later. Cheers. Thank you.